0: Hey everybody, Zach here, doing a quick check-in before the episode. Hopefully everybody's staying safe. Uh, Stay inside, wash your hands, and don't stockpile toilet paper, because there's absolutely no reason to do that. But since everyone's inside, it's a good time to listen to podcasts, so we have a bunch of good ones coming out for you. This week we've got Honey Bunny performing Sliver by Nirvana. As always, don't forget to leave a rating or review for our podcast, and also check out Honey Bunny Radio, also on Apple Podcasts. And let's get into the show.
1: Welcome to Cover Stories. Today we have Bridget and Bobby from Honey Bunny. How's it going? Hello, very bobby is our first returning performer so thanks for coming back i'm excited to be here awesome we're excited to have you guys this is gonna be a lot of fun uh, i'm really looking forward to this um so you guys will be covering sliver by nirvana let's jump right into it why why this song
2: well we we do it um live a lot of the times with honey bunny We'll we'll put the the live cover and um what well we did it um, originally because we did um, a nirvana tribute show oh cool and so we did a few select and that uh, that's always been a favorite song of mine
0: yeah no yeah. we uh yeah we did a, a nirvana tribute over at high tones a few months ago and that one just kind of stuck it seems there's something about it you know that's it's, uh, it's not you know part of the obvious canon yeah. of nirvana songs mm-hmm. that you do um and and people seem to just gravitate towards it. I think it's it's catchy. The first time I heard it, um, I I, I was maybe familiar with it just in passing. But we we're looking for Nirvana songs to cover, um, for the show. And and you know we're we're big fans of uh of Nirvana and the the whole rock and roll genre really. Um, but uh no, but um, we uh, I just it's like it's the chorus says something about your grandma. I find that inherent <laughs> inherently funny. You yeah, I mean and uh. and Kurt Cobain was really clever like that with a lot of his lyrics and I think it's there's
2: there's something really um like raw I think about the song and like the because it's a really simple song and the lyrics are very um they're very personal like I love it I love like that it's a song basically like telling a story about like being a child yeah I feel like not a lot of people write songs about that you know it's all about like love and heartache and this or that or you know but it's like nah it's like remember that remember when you were a little (laughs) kid and you were just feisty and like you didn't understand things and then you woke up and in your mother's arms because you were asleep everyone knows that feeling when you woke up and you're like what where am i what happened and they're like we carried you because you passed out (laughs)
1: it's it's probably one of the most like straightforward lyrically, like usually there's like metaphors and this is literally about him yeah. being a kid. And no, going to grandma's. it's like
2: straight stories.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's really interesting and not, not just in, it's not only different in the terms of like songwriting, but even the way it sounds,
2: mm-hmm.
1: just, it was originally recorded in 1990 as a single and then mm-hmm. it was released in 92 in Incesticide and it sounds like a late, like mid late 90s pop punk song almost. Yeah.
2: No, it's definitely.
1: really ahead of its time when i i haven't listened to song in forever so i was listening to it today and i was like this kind of sounds like everclear almost like it's almost like the oh, i could see that it's it's a really like really really catchy and i was reading that um when they decided they were going to write Nevermind, they decided to prepare for it by writing sliver and he the quote was like he wanted to write the most ridiculous pop song he could think of yeah and i think he succeeded mm-hmm.
2: Really, that's what he said. That's great. Yeah, I love it so much. <laughs> it's it's
1: really cool. I I I just think that it's if I didn't know it was Nirvana, up until the chorus or up until the second verse, I wouldn't have never no idea it was Nirvana. Yeah, it's this is so different. different.
0: No, especially if you if you think about uh, Nevermind or something, it sounds, yeah. it's so. Uh, um nevermind is so big and it's so you know the the, the drums and the guitars are so huge yeah. this song it feels like a like an underground band yeah you know mm-hmm. know what i mean a cd that i got at a yeah. bar from a guy <laughs> you
1: know what i mean what's Whoa. when oh go ahead i'm sorry
2: oh no i was gonna say wait i was this uh slivers from i thought that was from bleach
1: no it was in between it mm-hmm. was in between bleach and nevermind
2: oh okay. and then it was
1: released officially on, on incesticide oh
2: incesticide okay no, because I know that they had like a lot, you know, like a garage, more garage yeah. sound, you know, before um, before Nevermind and stuff like that. And it was a little more, a little more punk, a little more yeah. raw. And
3: <clears throat> it
2: was
1: for, great. For sure. It was actually recorded in less than an hour. I and believe that. Th- yeah.
2: <laughs> I totally believe that. This
1: was, uh, they, they didn't, Dave Grohl wasn't in the band yet. Uh, mm-hmm. They had the guy from Mudhoney filling in. Oh, shit. And this is, I think, the only thing they recorded with him. But I remember I was reading about how They wanted him to stay on But Mudhoney was kind of in flux And Chris Novoselic was like I don't want to be the reason why Mudhoney broke up So yeah. he went back to Mudhoney And then Grohl came in And the rest is history The rest
3: is history, yeah. we all know Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't
0: know that wasn't him But I guess I should have With the point I was saying like, Yeah, the drums um, yeah. yeah, the drums are so big yeah. You know what I mean Like it's a Yeah, I thought that But no, that's interesting You've done your homework <laughs>
1: Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's girl is in the music video, but he's playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Josh Peters is his name. He's playing his part. Um, but yeah, no, I, I, like when you said that about the mm-hmm. the drums in in Nevermind, and in the last podcast we talked about the recording of Nevermind and how Butch Vig kind of doubled up on the tracks and mm-hmm. everything is just so grandiose and yeah. mm-hmm. it's 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 a real it's a real pop album even though it's really like dirty and, and grungy, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that, that's probably part of the reason why it was so successful and so yeah. catchy. I think at the core of it, Kurt wrote pop songs and they were just, he just made a messy.
2: (laughs) Exactly. I mean, I don't know this for a fact. You know, when you think of grunge music, Nirvana is probably one of the first bands you think of. And I wonder if, because I don't really know where the first, like who's the first band to be called like grunge, you know? Like where did that kind of genre come from? But that makes sense though, because you're like, oh, it's pop and it's, but like we don't know what to call it. You know, it sounds dirtier. It sounds, and it's like, oh, grunge, grungy.
1: It's funny because there's a, I can't remember who it was. It was, I think it was one of the guys from The Who um, was talking about how when Nirvana came, he said like, oh, it's great that America finally has punk music. And a lot of people got pissed off because like, Mm -hmm. hey, like look at 1977, look at CBGBs. Yeah. But it's so funny because it had that kind of impact. And a lot of, you know, British people thought like, oh, like punk starts with sex pistols. And these guys, were Nirvana themselves were like influenced by like the 70s punk movement and things yeah. like that and because well,
2: there's a lot of elements that are very punk rock about them yeah, you know kind for of sure really like unapologetic about a lot of stuff you know that the subject matter and, yeah. and whatnot of of their their music so that's punk rock you know yeah. but but yeah but it wasn't quite like the same vibes you can't really call it like i don't think of punk when i think of i think of like the spirit of nirvana being punk rock, yeah but yeah it's like its own its own rock its own rock genre
0: i feel like a lot of uh uh, like I don't like I love like the Ramones. Yeah. But a lot of people would argue some people would say that the Ramones are a staple punk band and some would say they're not a punk band. Yeah. You know, like um maybe bands like that, um um where I feel like maybe in Britain the punk was a little heavier and edgier. Like our yeah. um where in the in the nineties bands like Nirvana started to embody that that angst and that edginess, you know. Um but uh but it exact it, it, its all based on pop music. I yeah. Think what, which was so cool about about what Nirvana did was like, um, Kurt Cobain I think is kind of famous for knowing zero music theory. I mean, a lot uh. of people, you know, you don't have to be a conservatory type of student, yeah. to, to be a songwriter. But his songs are particularly rule breaking. You know, you yeah. Mean, for, uh, that's a kind of become a staple part of what rock and roll is, is. Yeah. Breaking the breaking the rules of uh, of what they might teach you in music school for sure. Know? That's something I've always been influenced by from Nirvana is his his, uh, his willingness. I
2: how successful uh, they were and how, how well it worked. Yeah, no, how
0: the the, that the way. kind of the tonality of the songs and uh, you know if you if you study music, um, and I'm I'm no music genius, but I, I've been in school. I kind of know some of the rules and uh, stuff, and it tells you what chord you're supposed to go to and yeah. stuff. And I find a lot of times that hinders you. It's also a, a beautiful language to speak, but. Yeah. Uh, um, but songs like this are a a great uh um indicator that you know the the rock and roll way of doing things versus the academic things there's a lot of yeah validity to it um it's real interesting to you because
1: of how bratty the song is mm-hmm. like it, it yeah, I felt like reading the lyrics like this sounds like a green day song almost yeah. you know
2: oh yeah, no, I could see that
1: and uh just in the way the the way the song is is set up too and it's just so funny because like Kurt was laughing the whole time when mm. you know, and he just—I I feel like he's kind of like the Andy Kaufman of rock and roll. He does mm. these things like on purpose, and he sits back and lets people take it seriously, you yeah. know. Um, I can
2: see that.
1: The reason he named it Sliver was because he thought it would be funny that people are gonna misspell it as silver. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, no, I totally see that, and then like I see the word silver and I think of sliver yeah you know because I'm just such a I think about that song You've been obviously.
0: conditioned yes. <laughs> I about that, that we, there's a, a Pixies song silver I was that, like, that oh, came sliver,
2: and, and I was like yeah. oh no 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 that's not it's just like first no I I really I for a long time I've been a fan of this song and I feel like like you were talking about it being bratty yeah and, yeah, and I feel like it's like it's just pure you know what yeah. I mean like it's just um I don't know it's not a it's not a subject matter that's it's sung about a lot. Not like it's one, you know, particular yeah. subject, but it's about,
1: you it's, know. It's not as serious. A kid. It's just no. kind of fun.
2: And it's it's not serious, but at the same time, like, it's beautiful to me because of, like, the the memories that it kind of pulls, you know what yeah. I mean? Everything just, like, you know, being a kid and not knowing what the hell is happening. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's cool. Also, that's a story. Because,
1: <laughs> like, Nirvana's got songs like Polly. Just is very, like, serious. It's about, very like, this, serious. yeah, very zero rapist. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. then songs like, you know, Smells Like Teen Spirit, which is about, like, anti-consumerism and stuff and things yeah. like that, and and then you get this song, it's about being a kid and not wanting to go to grandma's.
2: Yeah, but it's, like, all those things, you know, like, the anti-this and that, like, it, that starts with being a rebellious little kid, yeah. you know what I mean, and wanting what you want whenever you want it. And yeah. Stuff. And there's, like, a pure feeling. Yeah, you know? for sure. yeah pretty honest thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's kind of a concept that I think we kinda of use in, in our songwriting, um, yeah. too a little bit. It's that there's um there's some there's merit and there's prestige in the in the novel. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's uh some things are, are beautiful because they're so silly. You yeah. Know? I would say yeah. the song is a an example of that. And um sometimes we we'll, if we're, you know, writing lyrics or making musical decisions, you know, when we're we're writing, sometimes the the fun I I like to think To make the choice That makes you laugh Yeah You know what I mean Um, When we're recording um, Like a I don't know I, I've been in a session Where the The drummer Wasn't sure What to do On the last note And it seems like You should do a big thing And he thought What if I just Do the little ride Some a little bit And it's like That's hilarious yeah. do, do what What makes you laugh it injects some kind of joy Into the music Yeah. You know? yeah. And, um, and so I've always liked that Um People novelty off, and, and silliness of
2: that, the, the joy you yeah. know what i mean if you make it doesn't have to be so serious also. yeah for
1: yeah. sure if it feels more genuine too mm-hmm. like if it feels exactly. kind of like you guys are in on the joke so it's yeah. not it's not like you're just business people playing yeah. music yeah. trying to impress you yeah like, listen
2: to my thing yeah like this is serious art yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I believe in art but mm-hmm. you know sometimes it's People take themselves. A yeah, bit too artist. Seriously.
1: Artistry can still be fun. Yeah, It doesn't have to be like no. You're not. You're not listening. You know. It's like no. Like we're all in this together. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what uh? What other Nirvana songs are you really? Did y'all have like a top
0: three? We did. Like, we did three of them. We did. Um. We did. Smells like Teen Spirit. We. Well, we...
2: because literally we were like. What are we gonna do? Smells like Teen Spirit because it's like the, you the obvious, you yeah. know what I mean? And then we were like, actually, that's exactly what we should do because that's like the first obvious thing that no one's gonna cover that song, yeah, because everyone thinks it's too obvious. So we were like, let's let's do it ourselves and we did a different, we did a, a different kind of little rendition no, of the song.
0: I, I think it's on our SoundCloud. Um, it's a uh, no, but yeah, we did it with like a kind of a R and B slower version. Oh, cool. And it ended up being like. For the purposes of the show, it worked, but it's like a six-minute-long song. Yeah, when you, when you slow it down that much, and yeah. realized, okay, this is becoming very, very repetitive for a song that has a, a very repetitive melody for yeah. so long. Yeah. Um, but we did that. What? What was the other? We did Polly, right? No. What we did we? Did... What was the other song that we did? Yes, we did. We did Polly. We did Polly. <laughs> no. Yeah. Yeah. No, we were. It's always difficult. Those, those shows are really cool. I mean, I feel like they pop up yeah, and a lot. You know, fun, a f- yeah, are fun, A full night of a tribute to an artist. Um,
2: no, super fun. You never know what the bands are going to do. Yeah. like, ooh, who's going to do what? Mm-hmm. How well do they do it? And then you see people fuck up on stage, and you're like, ha, huh, that's great. And that
0: event was put together by Wancho, who's now our bass player. Oh, awesome. Luna yeah, was yeah. it was.
2: Awesome. He's a huge Nirvana person, so I hope he'll be listening to this and smiling
0: Cool. Yeah, he'll be happy that we did this one. Or Instead, will he be mad? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe he wishes. What song does he not like? Does there is there a cover? What's his Probably least favorite? Probably smells cover? like Teen Spirit.
2: Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he wouldn't because want it to do that because he's such a huge Nirvana yeah. person. He's dug deep into like all this stuff. He's like, I don't want to sing. It smells like Teen Spirit. You know, so, I'm too good for that.
1: Uh, have y'all heard Tori Amos' version of Smells Like Teen Spirit?
2: I think I have, yeah, it's no. Su- it's like
1: super haunting, but like really. It, I Very can't, beautiful. I have to be in the mood to listen to it. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's a mood killer, but like it's one of those. <laughs> it's also one of those where like it's just you get moved so much.
2: Yeah, it's a mood creator. Yeah. <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> but it's a dark, it's a, like yeah. a dark mood. You're like, oh,
3: damn. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, like that. That's really cool. So y- you guys did a Nirvana tribute and y'all did a No Doubt tribute also, right? Yeah, we did. We did. We I guess we played a lot of covers.
0: Um,
2: I but, uh, I pu- I pushed for that one pretty hard. Oh yeah. Really, yeah. Oh my
0: god. We yeah. did that one on Halloween. You know, pick a band. Um, and we were playing with a uh, with some ska bands, Young Costello. Oh uh, yeah. Our guys. They did
2: Streetlight Manifesto. Yeah, they did. Street Manifesto. And did awesome. Oh amazing. yeah. It
0: sounded exactly like it. You know. Yeah. Um, but uh, so we were like, okay, we we want to do something in this the realm of reggae or ska. You know, um. And she's always idolized Gwen, you uh, know, who hasn't really. Yeah, but um, she's a so.
2: part of my upbringing, you know, <laughs> listening to no doubt and and even like even as cheesy as some of the stuff is, like even her solo stuff, you know, later oh, yeah. in life, like I would.
1: I mean, it's fun. That's that's that. the thing. Yeah, yeah it's
2: just no, she's just so iconic. Yeah, you know, no one's Gwen Stefani. Only yeah, one's Stefani is Gwen Stefani. Like she's her own, her own brand.
0: Yeah,
1: it's interesting to see her like influence because there's definitely like. When I think of, like, No Doubt, I also think of, like, say Ferris and, like, these big, yeah. like, mm-hmm. yep. these big, like, heavy, like, singing women that, like, yeah. they, they just, they really go for it, you know? A lot and, of vibrato. Yeah. A lot of, yeah. like,
2: uh, yeah, just, like, belting. And, yeah. Like, yeah. It's, I will say, we did the, um, you know, that night of covers and stuff. That is the hardest my voice is ever. Oh, yeah? <laughs> you know? and um if you ever watch like no doubt videos um like performances and stuff like that she she doesn't really sing the way that she sings on the record because she's so energetic on she's stage. doing push-ups
1: you know? on stage yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs>
2: and so she's there's just no way that you can see oh, yeah. like, the way that that's you know recorded because um, it's just too much you'll just you'll just run out of breath right? yeah and that's like that's exactly what was happening to me all the time oh, yeah like, <laughs> <laughs> you know it was crazy but it was fun that's I cool know.
0: we didn't accommodate for but I would have been I love the uh, the safe Ferris the Common Eileen yeah I, that's a good I, cover I, yeah. everyone thinks that. It's no doubt everyone thinks yeah. no doubt we <laughs> <'Cause laughs> were saying Kaza. like all right let's do a, like a ska cover of Common Eileen and it'll fit right in <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah I blame Kazaa and like LimeWire for that because they're always yeah. like
0: labeled oh, yeah. wrong. <laughs> um,
2: don't worry be happy by Bob Marley oh yeah <laughs> um, just, what's another one
0: any parody in the world is Weird Al Yankovic yeah, yeah. 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 no matter how <laughs> vulgar or whatever it is. <laughs>
1: It's funny cause uh, there's a no use for a name did a cover of turning Japanese mm-hmm. and it was always labeled as incubus what? and it doesn't sound anything like incubus. And I don't know why that's it was so labeled funny. that way. Um, what are, what are some of your favorite? No doubt songs. Um,
2: that's a, for me, that's a loaded question. Yeah. You might be able mm-hmm. to answer that. Cause I've, I did like all of their albums.
0: Yeah, no, I, I definitely dove into it a little bit more. We, we ended up doing popular songs. Um, like, some of the hits, Sunday Morning was really cool. That's my favorite it's song. Um, so though, yeah. yeah. No, so we... Uh, people lost it. We're we we had a fun time doing that one. Um, I wanted to do... Because uh, I, I think it's one of their silliest songs, Trapped in a Box. Um, that, uh,
1: Very
2: old. Like, their...
0: The
1: I self-titled? It was their self-titled. Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Back when they still
1: mm. included the horns in their, like, oh, yeah. member yeah.
2: section. They were a gigantic yeah. band.
0: You know, if you, it, even the music video for it, it has kind of like a a ragtimey kind of feel oh, or something. Yeah. Um, um,
3: but
2: people didn't know it, so we were kind of like, ah, oh, we shouldn't do that. No, uh,
0: we want to give them what they want. <laughs> uh,
2: we did Excuse Me, Mister, oh, which yeah. is like a little more punk, you know, than it yeah. mega. That's super fun. Um, also really hard to sing. But um, I don't know if I have yep. a favorite note-out song personally. I like like a lot of stuff our <laughs> joke was
0: that we we did we did those nirvana songs or Nirvana we did those no doubt songs and then we we threw in a few other covers and the idea was we're gonna pretend that we think these are no doubt songs. so we did like lady gaga alejandro and, yeah. yeah we're like
2: all right
3: that's who was the funny uh 2002 uh mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah <like laughs>
0: yeah i could see i could
1: see them doing that i think that'd be an interesting yeah? like a no doubt cover of alejandro or any lady gaga song would be
0: fun i think yeah. No, we we will maybe pull out another Lady Gaga song. The, the interesting thing about Alejandro is it, it you don't think about it because of the way it's produced, but it when you play it with live instruments, it already felt reggae. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah. Um, which was a groove that you know, kind of a a feel. Where I don't know that I would label us as a, a ska or a reggae band necessarily, but it's a but it's a feel that it, it seems to to reoccur yeah in our, in our yeah. songwriting and stuff, and, and so I've always liked that.
1: Yeah, I, I really like your sound. It's very eclectic, but it's not messy. And I, I think I talked a little you. bit about this with you with mm-hmm. Wayne. Is that like you guys really combine it without it sounding like like it's just like oh we're doing this and now we're doing this? Like no, like this yeah. is us. This is who what we do.
2: Good. That's kind of a uh, what we're trying to do.
0: No, yeah, I appreciate. Uh, yeah. My favorite artists are a lot of times artists that are stylistically super diverse, yeah. but still there's a obvious cohesion to it yeah you know um and so i think that's what we've been striving to do with our songwriting so far um is we like to hit a lot of different things we uh we we did a cover of uh iron maiden the trooper oh yeah we've (laughs) done uh um like we i like i like to hit as far as far as genre boundaries as we can i'm probably pushing us to
2: iron maiden Yeah. yeah yeah
0: um we like all of it that's awesome
2: yeah I like to surprise people with like stuff that we choose. They're like, "What? Okay." I thought you guys were like a little little cutesy, and we are cutesy mm-hmm. sometimes. But also, we can rock. So <laughs>
0: yeah, we're not sissies. We're here to rock. I want to. I want to do. It. We we were playing with doing a um, down with the sickness. Oh,
1: really? No, we
2: were not. <laughs> See We were joking mm-hmm.
3: about yeah. that. But- won't let it go.
1: That'd be that'd be fun to, to hear. It.
0: Oh, I'm definitely I'm interested. I'm still <laughs> pushing for it. You know what <laughs> I mean. I still oh, want us to ride like a real honky tonk country song.
2: You know. Oh like, no, that's gonna happen mm-hmm. for sure.
0: That's cool.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: um.
1: But I, I think it's interesting just because like you can hear your influences and you still are original. You still sound like you. You don't sound like anybody else. But that's awesome. Like I, I hear a little Selena in your voice a little no! bit. No. Just like <laughs> certain No, I, of I mean it.
2: I mean the no in a good way. Yeah. Um, I mean like no, you didn't say that because that's great. I. <laughs> Love it actually. No one's ever told me that.
1: It, it's it's very like, and it's more like her like the the, the techno cumbia stuff. Like it's I can hear her like in your voice. I can I can tell she's an wow. influence without Not even because I grew up singing yeah her songs bad.
2: you know <laughs> even if I didn't you know speak them dialectically perfect you know what I mean <laughs> like I still mimed it. <laughs> and,
1: and, and even like with like the digital stuff that you guys have like it's it's dancey but it's also you can hear like kind of like a classic rock influence and. You get that song that Tom Petty's yeah. That song. Yeah, did you do that's that? That's Dentzier yeah. virus but for you, sure. Yeah. then and I know obviously like you're doing like the 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 hook from one of his songs, yeah. but yeah. you could still hear it even beyond the hook. Even if that wasn't there, you can hear like the influence. Oh, so that's I think, awesome. I think it's really cool what you guys are doing. I think you guys have a really cool sound. Thank you. Oh, I for sure. No, I appreciate that. Oh, for sure.
0: We were inspired by that the the venue Ventura. Uh-huh. Um, There's a when when he died a few years ago, there's a big mural, and it just says, "Oh my my, oh hell yes, oh, yeah. You know, and I feel like uh, we we were just thinking that we we go to that club sometimes, and we we're always uh, seeing that thing, and we're like, "What if we What if we made that?" a mood, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is a mood. It's a vibe. You yeah. Know? So we're definitely big
3: fans also, of love classic Petty. rock. Yeah,
0: Tom Petty. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's
1: it's funny because uh, I I grew up on Tom Petty. And it's not funny, but him and Prince dying a year. I've talked about this before, but, like, those hit me so hard. Yeah. And um, that, those are the first ones where I'm like, oh, man, I'm getting old. Like, yeah. my, my heroes are dying. Dang. And it's funny because, like, my dad, those are his heroes, too. So it's yeah. cool that we had that, like, commonality. We're 30 years apart. Was you he know?
2: showing you that music? Is that how, When I was like, a kid, yeah. yeah. When you got into
1: it. For sure. Kind of cool? I think one of the first music videos I ever saw was um, Don't Come Around Here No More.
2: Oh, the oh, Alice in Wonderland. Great music yeah, because
1: yeah. I think that was around the time I kind of fell in love with with music videos and music. And mm-hmm. I remember watching "Smells Like Teen Spirit" for the first time and being scared shitless of the custodian. It's, <laughs> it's
3: dark. That yeah. music video. You're like, oh god. Yeah, what's happening.
1: That was uh, it was like five when it came out. So yeah. I think I saw it around when the time it came out. Just like the colors and everything. And I was reading about how Kurt wanted like ugly cheerleaders. He said yeah. the cheerleaders were too hot. And they are like, like no, no, like, no, we're not going to, we're not going to do okay
2: Get out. We're too hot. You can't be in this music video. This is the opposite of the regular music industry.
1: <laughs> but yeah. I,
2: I remember being terrified of Marilyn Manson when oh, I was yeah. a little kid and he was popping up on MTV. I was like, oh my God. Yeah. He's a monster. Like, he's so scary. But now I'm like, oh, look at that dude. No. It's
1: fine. <laughs> we talked a little bit about Nine Inch Nails and uh, like the video for Closer freaked me out as oh, a kid. Yeah. And it's. The it crucified monkey. And it's like
2: uh like It feels like, did you ever watch that movie, The Ring, that came out? Yeah. It's almost like, yeah, when I first saw The Ring, I was like, oh, this is like a Nine Inch Nails video. Yeah. Like, straight <laughs> up. This is just, yeah.
1: I feel like all their videos look like snuff films. Like
2: Yeah, like, oh, I shouldn't be watching that. <laughs> yeah, this because, like, um, but I can't stop. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like Nine
1: Inch Nails a lot. That's really cool. Um, you know, Going back to Nirvana, so... Uh, Rolling, no, no, this no. is cool I I, <laughs> I love talking about different, this is what this podcast is all about We want to kind of show people different stuff We want to show what you guys are into, just going beyond the song even um, But uh, I was reading, uh, Rolling Stone has this as their third best Nirvana song uh-huh. Behind In Bloom and Smells Like Teen Spirit And it's just so nuts, this is kind of, it's not a B-side But it, it it's so kind of unreleased Listed as their best? Third best They're third
2: best? Yeah, but,
3: hey,
1: I it, to Rolling that. Stone at least, yeah Wow. Yeah. And then like Enemy and New Music Express, they had it at sixteen and out of one hundred. So it, it's a it's a, one of those songs that I feel like uh, it's uh it's an important uh like I don't wanna call it a B side, but it's like a B side and it's the no, one I of their feel like le- that. deep cut. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, it's cut. one of their less popular songs, but it's also one of considered one of the best.
2: It's almost culty. It's almost yeah. like their little cult song, you know, like if you you don't know shit unless you. Yeah. <laughs> that song. Yeah. Nir-
0: Nirvana is so, uh, so popular that, uh, that even yep. today that it's hard to even call them a cult band. Yeah. You know, yeah. but they, I just meant the song, but everything about them feels like they should be a cult band. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just so good. that so big, but yeah, no deep cuts like this. I think people that listen to Incesticide and I guess, I guess like bleach is kind of a cult
1: album.
3: Yeah. Nevermind is not a yeah. cult album. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I mean, um,
2: it's pretty big on the radio. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: I was reading also that Rivers Cuomo from Weezer was working at Tower Records and one of his friends showed him Sliver and that's mm-hmm. the song that made him want to start a band.
3: No. Yeah. Wow, that's, <laughs> that's
1: wild. actually
2: That's beautiful. Yeah, (laughs) we're pretty big Weezer fans. Him more Mm -hmm. so than me. He talks about Rivers Cuomo like every day of our lives. Awesome. Yeah, Yeah, he's like, "Oh, Rivers Cuomo said something. I read something about him. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. Let's Mm. hear about it." (laughs)
1: They're they're part of my holy trinity of my three favorite bands. Them. It's
2: a great. That's a great one. Oh yeah. Like Mm. they're really good.
1: Them, the Pixies, and the emo band Saves a Day. They like those are my three favorite. And right on. So, are, are you one of the people, and it's okay if you are if you're not, but, uh, after Pinkerton, are you into, like, the later stuff, or?
0: So, I am, I would maybe describe myself as a, as a modern Weezer apologist, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I, I definitely, um, and we were having this conversation last night even about Blue versus Pinkerton. Yeah. It's, it's the, the age-old debate, um, but, uh. I found myself honestly. I I love some of the the pop hits yeah. they're doing. And, and again, they're they're so silly. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um no, just in
3: Beverly
0: Hills. So Beverly Hills. You know what I mean. Even even more recently, they're still cranking. They did this oh. this album of covers, and it's it's so dumb. It's yeah. it, it's uh, it's such a horrible idea, and bad. that's why I love it so much. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like the last thing that we need is they're doing Billy Jean, and he's like doing Michael Jackson. He is, you know, like. I'm like that's that's the last thing that anyone wants you to do and that's why I love Weezer. (laughs) (laughs) It's I
1: appreciate the fact like from a mental health standpoint, I'm glad he just stopped giving a shit what people were like asking him to do. Yeah, yeah. for real. But um, I I it's we have this running joke about like we like oh have you, you, you hear a new song? Like, oh, have you heard the Weezer version? Because they cover everything. They do. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, it's cool that they covered you know Africa, but also it sounds exactly the same. Yeah. Like there's nothing. <laughs> there's no reason to cover it. Yeah, but no, except I'm, the fact that you're a Weezer.
0: No, well. One, it, it kind of makes people like covers. It's familiar. Yeah. I'm sure. I haven't seen Weezer in a couple of years, but I'm sure they're pulling out these covers and they're big yeah. hits. It, it, yeah. if, if they're playing festivals and things and you hear like Paranoid or No Scrubs. I like the No Scrubs <laughs> that they did. Um, She's shaking her head in disapproval.
1: No, I'm not. Well. <laughs> we just say lunch. <laughs> um, I so I I love the White Album, and I think that was kind of a return to like it was it was real nostalgic because a lot of so- songs sound like Blue and Pinkerton mm. kind of era songs, but they're they're still new enough that I, I just that's one of my favorite albums of the decade. Um, everything in between, like I mm. I enjoy a lot of the Green Album. Mm. Uh, Maladroit was okay. Uh, I'm not a big fan of make believe with Beverly Hills, but no, fair enough. Yeah. Um, but uh, they have some good uh, mm-hmm. and, um The one song off Ratitude, uh if you're wondering, uh, if if I if you want me to, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a, kind of like an acoustic-y kind Yeah. Of, oh man, it's so it doesn't sound like anything Weezer, but it's so catchy mm-hmm. that I had I bought that CD when it came out and it was stuck in my truck CD player, mm-hmm. so that was the only thing we could listen to.
0: So I just had that mm-hmm. song on a repeat for like. No, I remember months. when that song came out I, I really liked it too yeah. I feel like I was binging it um that was the 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 early 2000s was a, a really weird time for Weezer I think they're in a better place now yeah. doing more silly stuff I'd say um when I mean, it make believe era they you know I I think the 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 Beverly Hills and Night album really solidified them as a sellout kind of band. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? People people probably say, "Oh, Green Album's okay." Most people have the most people have the opinion that Green Album is a good album, but yeah. it's not it's not Blue or Pinkerton. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, but uh, no, I love it all. I I love the silliness of it. It's it's been very inspired to me, and also, um, I know I'm I'm a big Beach Boys guy. Um, yeah, and. Um, so so is Rivers Cuomo. Yeah. I, he, I, um, so I've always loved that. I mentioned the Ramones too. I I like bands that emulate the Beach Boys. Yeah. Sometimes more than I like the Beach
1: Boys. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. It's funny to say because th- that's why I love the White Album so much. Like I love mm-hmm. Pets and I love the Beach Boys. Mm-hmm. You guys had talked about doing uh, "Don't Worry, Baby," mm-hmm. and, uh, and no, no, that's fine. <laughs> I I got really excited because mm-hmm. I love the Beach Boys. I forget that song's not on Pet Sounds. Like, it's, it's not on it because Pet Sounds, I feel, is just so perfect. Um, the timpani intro to uh, Waiting for the Day. Oh, yeah. Gives me goosebumps every time. Even if I'm listening on like really lo-fi, like, it just, I, my hair like just stands on my, my arms. It's so
0: good. Um, the orchestra, yeah. all that stitches, you know, they, they talk the wrecking crew, all those yeah. players. That stuff is so magical, you know? Yeah. Um, so ahead of its time. I love it. Have you uh, have you seen Love and Mercy with Paul Dano? He's young oh. Brian Wilson. It's really cool. It um it, it, and John Cusack plays old Brian Wilson, oh, wow. which is a really strange casting yeah. choice. He looks nothing <laughs> like old Brian Wilson. You know, one he's a uh, you know he, he um is in good shape, and Brian Wilson gained a lot of weight, and you know, and um, he doesn't really look like Paul Dano that much. Um, but uh, but it's really cool. It kind of Gives you a lot of insight into how some of those songs came to be. Maybe a little bit better than like a, a Walk of the Line or something. Oh yeah, you know what I mean. I love the
3: talks about mental
2: illness a lot. Yeah, yeah no. Really interesting. And Paul Daniel does a really. Great I bet. Job. Yeah. yeah, he's incredible. Like in everything he does. We just watched a little bit of it the other day. It was super good. No,
0: but it's cool. They they talk about um like the Wrecking Crew. There's that documentary that was on Netflix. The the studio group you know 20 yeah, or so musicians that yeah. cranked out all the hits in the 60s you know um it's really cool because they kind of duplicated every player really well cast yeah. them into um and i'm always i've always been into into that how the how some like especially that era 60s yeah. kind of the 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 motown era the wallace sound the, and yeah, yeah. the wildest phil Spector yeah. kind of wild yeah. sound and uh all that stuff i've always been really into that production style i feel it's a I mean I was I was born into the age of pro tools you uh, know and so I've I've always been super fascinated with like the, the way things were done and a lot of people record analog and record yeah. live and stuff nowadays but it it's considered a, a vintage technique or a throwback yeah. for um um because you know the, the industry standard I yeah. use big air quotes on that um is it uh, you know recording it digital like that and that I think that makes records like Pet Sounds that much more magical. Yeah. It adds a mystique to it, you know? So I've always, I don't know, I've always been interested in that kind um, of stuff. Did y'all ever get into Bright Eyes?
2: Yeah. So yeah. I was
1: just listening to a podcast about Lifted, and I didn't know this, but they actually recorded it that way. They brought in, like, 50 studio mu- musicians and wow. Um, i talked about the timpani and beach boys the timpani the last song let's not shit ourselves where he's talking about get that goddamn timpani roll. <laughs> yeah that's i feel the exact same way that's one of my favorite songs of all time but i had no idea that was like actual like they actually got like pretty much like a mini orchestra for that album Wow.
2: yeah that's so beautiful and it's just that's just really that's a really cool thing because you can't really replicate that you know, yeah because you're talking about tools yeah. versus you know recording live or like yeah. analog and i feel like that's that is a difference is like you can replicate a lot of things yeah like when it's like that real you know sound and stuff
0: yeah connor oberst i'd say not unlike kurt cobain um you you can kind of hear yeah not just the sounds that they're making but you can hear the room you know you yeah. can hear what's happening you know um i feel like there's a lot of bright eyes where you can hear him yelling in the yeah. background or something's happening you know some of People yeah. trip over a drum like set or something, that. you know? Yeah. I yeah. love the
2: humanity of it. Like, mm. yeah, give me that real, that yeah.
0: real stuff. Yeah. And it means so much more the, in the days of cutting and pasting and all yeah. and things, you know? So. But it's funny. Cause
1: uh, I was in that podcast there. I can't remember the song, but there's a part where he's talking about like hitting every note and then like they stop. And she's like, oh, like someone in the background is like, oh, I messed up. Sorry. He's like, oh, it's OK. One, two, three, one and They come back in. And it is very Kurt Cobain-ish. Mm-hmm. It's very like, I'm in on a joke with you guys. This isn't, yeah. you know, and like at the end of Fevers and Mirrors, he gets Tim Casher from Cursive to pretend to be him doing this really like pretentious interview. And it's wow. just so cool to hear this like, like this is 10, 15 years mm-hmm. later after, after Kurt Cobain and that the spirit of him is still alive in oh, a lot yeah. of these artists today. Mm-hmm.
0: No, profoundly so. Kurt Cobain is, you know, something that someone that lives in, a cheesy phrase, but lives in the hearts of modern musicians. Yeah. You no, know, and what he I mean?
2: continues to influence. You know, people, kids are, you know, twelve year old kids are now like discovering Nirvana and being influenced by him. Like it's some pretty. Some pretty good stuff and pretty profound stuff.
0: Transgenerational,
1: yeah, for mm-hmm. sure. I mean, there's a the, the the band we had on last week or the last episode, um Elysium. They're all in their early twenties and they were all born after he died. And they lo- they know like they knew everything yeah. about. And it was it was really cool to hear them talk about it and to learn from them. And I'm just like, wow, this is so cool. that how like yeah. like you said, like how much he trans. Um, uh, what's the word I'm thinking? What's the word you
0: just Transcend, said? Transcends, yeah. transcends,
1: generations. That's really awesome. Um, so, uh, going back to um, just just the song in general. Um, when you guys, uh, you guys are gonna do it like a, a kind of acousticy, right?
0: Yeah, it'll be just uh, just the two of us, kind
1: of
2: campfire
0: style. The campfire style, you yes, sure? <laughs> yeah,
1: that's really cool. So when you when you do this kind of version of a song, um. Does it, is there a way you prefer to do it? Like, do you like, to, do you like it when it's a bit more like raw and like more kind of back to basics or do you like the full-on pr- production?
0: We do, we do two different versions of it, really. We'll, we'll do this, um, you know, kind of for practicality. And, and we've, we've done this acoustic before. we played.
2: With the first Nirvana tribute show that we did. It was just me and him and a little,
3: yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that's correct. Back, That's back when it was just you and I in the band. Mm-hmm. Um and then, uh, but we do it, we do it with our, with our rhythm section guys. Um, and we pretty much do it just like they do rock it out harder, you know? And yeah. I, I like having that flexibility with yeah. songs, you know what I mean? Let them, um, sometimes, I mean, I, sometimes I think that the acoustic version is, is more called for, for a situation, yeah. you know, yeah. music is so contextual in that way, but, uh, and it, sometimes with a lot of our groovy stuff, it just feels good to head bang. You yeah. Know what I mean, yeah. um, so some we, sometimes in the middle of the set, if it we want a, an energy boost, we'll just ask Grandma to take us home. You know. <laughs> um, no, the reason
1: I bring it up is because I I think Nirvana's Unplugged album is one of like my favorite, it, probably one of the best live albums of all time, yeah. and it's all you know really raw and cut down and. And uh, one thing we I've wanted to talk about on this podcast is their cover of the Man Who Sold the World. Beautiful, yeah, yeah. yeah. It just
2: I personally heard it before I heard David. Oh, okay, me too. Yeah, <laughs> just because of yeah, I kind of generational. And then later I I looked up the original, but yeah, it's really.
1: That was it for my introduction really to good. the song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love my my favorite part in re-listening to it is when he starts playing, and in like maybe thirty seconds in, you hear a guy in the crowd realize it's a Bowie song and you, hear you go woo like and like oh I know this song <laughs> it's really um, cool that they have that kind of effect and I mean they are obviously like a huge band and that was right before he, he killed himself yeah. um but
2: right before right it's like, like
1: maybe a month or so maybe even a week or two yeah
2: I feel like they were they kept talking about that how the unplugged session he was just very like yeah open and raw and they're like wow like and then he and then he killed himself and they're like looking at the videos trying to like because I guess that's what happens whenever someone yeah. you know, does something like that. Is you try to think back and you yeah, the see the signs. Yeah, and so they were inspecting the unplugged thing a lot. I remember yeah, seeing that as a kid. Interesting.
1: It's it's really interesting, and it's also it's it's so weird too because I mean, Pat Smear played guitar for them. Pat Smear played with the Germs, and Darby Crash had it was a little bit more thought out, not thought out, but it was a little bit more um, like his his suicide was was like planned and like it was very like. He had told everybody he was going to do it oh, after wow. they got big. Darby Crash and have y'all seen the 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 Germs biopic? No, it's it's. I don't want to say it's good because I haven't watched it in a while. I don't want to tell you to <laughs> yeah. watch it and be like, "What the fuck was he talking about?" This sucks. <laughs> but uh, I, I it was fun to learn about it, mm-hmm. and it's just so weird how much that echoes. Like Kurt Cobain's death echoes that, and Pat Smear played with both of them.
2: What an interesting thing to be, yeah, a part of, a part of both of those, yeah,
1: and oh. Pat Smear played with them in that 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 show, the Unplugged show, and he also played with Darby Crash, the Germs, in their last show. Wow. Yeah. Wow.
0: <laughs> you know so much trivia. I appreciate it. No oh, bad. I'm a nerd for this stuff.
1: <laughs> All
3: right.
2: So next time we do trivia, you should yeah. come with us. <laughs> yeah, no, we
0: got to go to a bar. We can win some money.
1: <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's just um, you know, with that that performance, um, it's really iconic, and um, I I think. That's kind of it's, you when you see like like pro athletes retire after they win like the Super Bowl and things like that like that was almost like Kurt Cobain Super Bowl like, and and I hate to say because there's there's this whole aspect of like dying young and that's what he's gonna be remembered for forever, yeah. um but but it's really I don't want to say a fitting close but it's it's I don't know if he could have yeah done any better way he to go better. out yeah. yeah no,
2: I agree I don't think that's insensitive I think it's.
0: Probably, probably his death is uh, a big part of why we recognize the yeah. 27-year-old, you know, 27 oh, yeah. Club or whatever. Um, because um, what is it, Hendrix and then Amy Winehouse most recently, Jim Morrison, Jim, Jim, Jim Morrison Janis Joplin, Joplin yeah. I think. Um, well, all right, I just got to get through the next year, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was real nervous when I turned,
1: when I was 27. Yeah. I was like, I'm not even famous. What am I? Like, no one's gonna remember me. No, that's exactly. I
0: got. A, I got a few months to to become a part of history.
2: You know? Yeah, so I can be remembered in the Twenty Seven Club. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, is there anything else you guys wanna wanna bring up about Nirvana or anything else?
0: We've pretty thoroughly Nirvana'd. Um, yeah, but uh, <laughs> and now we uh, we're big fans. Uh, as uh, as you can tell, we
2: also you, like the Foo Fighters. <laughs> we, also, we also are interested <laughs> also in the, huge Foo Fighters. With the Foo Fighters and Dave mm. Grohl and things mm. that he did after, after mm. Nirvana.
0: Dave Grohl is uh, such an inspiration. We always watch the uh, the the Fresh Pots video. Have you ever seen was, that? No. It's um it's a it's a little it's a it's it's just a little video on YouTube. I don't know if it's part of something bigger, but it's a compilation of how obsessed with coffee Dave Grohl is. Oh, really? And Josh Homme's <laughs> there talking to him and you just see him he's like, gotta have a fresh pot. Make a coffee, fresh pot. First. Yeah. yeah. He's, <laughs> he's he's you, see, you see him playing the drums which is the way that he plays the drums yeah. like you're all cracked out yeah. on yeah. caffeine.
1: It's like Animal from yeah. the yeah, Muppets. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Oh,
3: he's such oh. Animal. That's great. <laughs> um,
1: it's funny I have a, I have a friend uh, in the, in a band in Austin uh, shout out Ram he met Dave Grohl at like the Texas Music um, Awards or something and he went up to him and told him hey I remember reading you met Henry Rollins and you went up to him and said hey you're a big fan and I'm like that to you like you're like that to yeah. me and Dave Grohl was like cool man do you know where to piss her <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> he yeah. was
0: like, he was shook about it. It was really cool.
2: <laughs> that's hilarious.
0: No, we we met him at the Cow Jam Fast oh, cool. w- l- last year. Yeah. And uh, he yeah. uh, he's the most down-to-earth guy. He's exactly how you think he is. You know what I mean? We didn't get to talk to him for that long. Yeah. But, but
2: uh, we were just blown away. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you ever watch uh What's My Bag, Uh, the Amoeba Records?
2: Yeah, you yeah we've seen seen that. Have you
1: seen his episode? No. I don't know, yeah. He goes into all these deep cuts about, like, punk rock, mm-hmm. and, like, I was overwhelmed. Nice. I like watching those because I like seeing, like, getting into bands or maybe even bands that I didn't know I would like that I've checked out. Like, I got into, um, oh, man, whatever they called They did that album, Game of Pricks. Um, I can't remember their name. But mm-hmm. them and the National, I, I never thought uh, I'd like the National, but I hear these mm-hmm. other bands like the National. So mm-hmm. uh, with him, I wanted to, like, really kind of take some notes and, like, check out these bands he was talking about. Yeah. No,
0: that, that's a cool show for that reason. It yeah. kind of um, validates a band that I maybe wouldn't listen to. But yeah. oh, if they like it, then, you yeah. know, there yeah. must, be something. must be something.
1: For sure. Um Okay, so we're running up on time. Uh, Oh, I did want to bring up, you guys just recently opened up for Hello Goodbye, right?
2: We did. How was that? And it was a wonderful experience um, at the Paper Tiger. Met the guy, Forrest Forrest
3: Forrest Klein, Klein, right?
2: and he was just so kind and complimentary of us, and then he did kind of um, like a real intimate, like acoustic thing for like, you know, kind of true fans of his stuff, and it was a really good time. That's awesome. Yeah, no, he was great. Gave us, you know, free merch and stuff like that. Oh, cool. Super cool guy. Now, like, I was a fan before, um, but now I'm like, I love him. It
1: (laughs) It was cool to see people post pictures from that show and then, like, from ten years later, where he like did a photo up with them ten years ago, he, and, yeah, and it was really cool. I remember I saw them open up for Saves the Day and New Found Glory. Oh, nice! And after they did their New set, he, Glory, was, like, he was like he was like out in the crowd dancing, and like you would never know that he was the opening band unless you knew who he so was. So charismatic, yeah. Like, he's
2: so fun and was dogging on Bobby, so I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it. On his butt crack showing. Oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> I was like, yeah, get him.
1: <laughs> so, thank you guys for coming on. I really appreciate thank
2: it. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, this for sure. Blast.
1: I'm really looking forward to hearing your cover of uh, Sliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up next, we have Honey Bunny covering Sliver by Nirvana.